Welcome to the podcast of Life Change Church, where we exist to love people to life change. We hope that this podcast is both challenging and encouraging to you. Enjoy the message. All right, well, good morning. Hey, we're excited you're here. We've got a bunch of cool stuff, as you could hear. We were trying to get your audible senses to, to really be uh, captured and make sure that you were paying attention with that. But we do have a, a bunch of cool stuff, so we're excited about that. And I know first service, I, I talked to, um, my wife got to, to sit with me during the service. She usually sings up there, but she kind of leaned over right before I preached and said, man, I like our church. I said, yeah. I like our church too, right? That's kind of a good thing. Like we're partial, but like we actually love our church. So just so you know that, like it's a fun church. And even if we weren't the pastors, we would show up. Like we would come. Like and it's just cool to see all the things that are going on. And if you didn't know this, past week I actually was able to uh, kind of sneak away, and I, I snuck away all the way to the country of Honduras. And uh, so I got to go there. And what we did is I got to go on a vision trip to kind of see what was going on with a, a ministry partner that we partner with, with One Child Matters, and the mission trip that we're going to take as a church coming up in June. And let me just tell you, it was incredible. It's incredible to see all the things that are going on through this. And it's just powerful to see this ministry in action. So Honduras is a, an interesting country where it's really run by some different gangs. And what was happening is we would go to these centers. And what's happening, this, where these centers were located that we're partnered with, um, they're really changing the neighborhoods around. In fact, we are outside, standing outside one of them. And they came over to us and said, you know, like two years ago, you couldn't stand outside here. Like, it wouldn't have been safe for you to do that. But since the sinners come in, it's brought in some, uh, just, different, just a different influx of things that are going on. And that's, man, what we're partnering with. And we're partnering with a center in the Dominican Republic. So I would challenge you if, you, if you are thinking about this, if you even have an inkling, we have an interest meeting again next week after second service. And uh, just to, to see a little bit more of, of what we're going to do down there. And then also the, the $100 deposit is due next week, just as a heads up for that. But just an incredible ministry. And again, if you're not sponsoring a child, the missions trip is still available. You don't have to sponsor a child to go on the missions trip as well. But we've got some cool stuff going on. And right now we are jumping back into our sermon series entitled Toxic. And again, through this series, we've learned about a lot of the toxic things in our life. We've got these cool barrels up here that show us a little bit about toxic things. And when we see this, this automatically triggers in our mind like the, the sign for toxic, knowing that it's dangerous, right? In fact, when we grew up, we were taught to be careful around toxic things because toxic things are dangerous. In fact, what we've defined toxic as through this series is this. It's anything containing poisonous material capable of causing sickness and death. Anything containing poisonous material capable of causing sickness or death. And the truth is, many of us, we come across toxic things in our life each and every day. And we're being silently poisoned by all sorts of things in this world, all sorts of things that are toxic. And we come across them physically, and we see the warning signs when we come across them physically, but we also come across them spiritually. We also come across them emotionally. We also come across them relationally as well. And sometimes the warning signs aren't quite there yet. So really, our goal for this series is for us to see some warning signs. And we jumped in and we talked about how religion itself can even be toxic. Right? But the good news is this, is that Jesus is greater than religion. Right? Jesus is greater than religion. We learned about that. Then we also learned about how in our relationships, our relationships can be toxic. And we talked about how our influences can be toxic as well. And then if you're here last week, we jumped in and we talked about the power of words and how our words can be toxic. And today what I want to do is I want to go really kind of what's underneath all those things. Kind of the underground, the root of all those things, which is our thoughts. I want to talk about the power of our thoughts, 
I want to talk about how they can become toxic as well. But before we jump in, I just want to want to see kind of who I'm dealing with here, see if I have anybody like me. So do we have any daydreamers in the crowd here? All right, we got a few daydreamers. Now, I'm going to, uh, this is my moment to say, hey, if you are daydreaming right now already, this is your time to raise your hand, right? For some of you guys, you're already there. You're already you're off and wandering in la-la land. I know for me, I'm totally a daydreamer. Like, that's when I get down and I sit down for a little bit and for extended a period of time, I've got maybe 25 minutes till I'm completely gone, lost in my own thoughts, lost in my own dreams, lost in my own kind of just my own mind, right? That's kind of who I am. Again, you might have thought like, hey, this is nice. Your sermons are like all these 25 to 35 minutes long. It's great. It really helps my Sunday out. Listen, I didn't do it for you. I'm just going to be honest. I did it for me because I get bored with myself after a certain amount of time. Like that's, that's where I am. My attention span is short because I kind of lose myself and my thoughts. And maybe for you daydreamers or maybe for some of you others, you can kind of relate to me and like how I, how I think and how I wake up. Right when I wake up, my mind starts going. Like again, like anybody, maybe some of you, when my, when my alarm clock goes off on my phone, like I just laugh at it and I hit the snooze button because that's what you should do, Right? That's just, in fact, I set my alarm a little bit earlier even just so I can like tell it no. But that's how I start my day off. But I still, I kind of wake up. When I hit the snooze button, I don't actually go back into a deep sleep. What I do is I go into like a restful thought process. Sometimes it's not so restful. But I'll go over my whole entire day. Like I'll think through it. I'll think through what kind of meetings I'm having. I'll think through what kind of task I need to do. I'll go through and I'll plan out my whole day in my mind. And I actually... I'm going to spiritualize this. I sometimes use that as my prayer time and pray about those. But I unspiritualize it, and as the truth is, sometimes I don't pray during that time, and it's just my mind wandering and just my mind running. And when I think, when I think about it, and I, sometimes I allow those thoughts to become toxic, when I think about maybe a meeting that I don't want to go to, when I think about a task that maybe I'm a, I'm a little frightened by or, or, or whatever, I can allow those thoughts to really creep up, and it can ruin my day. It can affect my attitude. It can affect my mood, right? We do this and, I, this, and I can wake up, and I can wake up grumpy all because of the thoughts I had and the eight-minute snooze period that I have on my phone, right? I would think we do this with our life because our thoughts are, pretty, are that important. I know for me, going to sleep, it's the same way. Now, I'll lay down, and I'm the type of person that, like, stares at the ceiling for a while, and, like, my thoughts just continue to run. Now, my wife, she's, like, the type of person, like, when her head hits the pillow, she's, like, knocked completely out. So my thoughts begin like, oh, what went through this day? And then I look over and she's sleeping. I'm like, how can she do that? So my thoughts go to that. Sometimes they actually lead me to a little anger about that, especially when her, her sleeping begins into snoring zone. Like then I get a little bit angry, but my thoughts creep up. And I look at this. And if I ponder, if I dwell on some of these negative thoughts, if I dwell on something that I did during the day that, man, I wish I could take back, maybe that I regretted, I go to sleep a little bummed. Right? It affects who I am. It makes a difference in who I am. And the truth is that's what our thoughts do. The thoughts, our thoughts are really at the root of everything we do in life. Again, last week we talked about our words. Our thoughts are at the root of our words, right? We talked about our, how we think through things, and then we talked about how our influences. But again, we're influenced by, by how we allow things to reach and to, to affect our thought life. Our, our, our thoughts are really at the root of everything in life. In fact, there's an incredible quote that you've probably heard before that's been credited to a number of different people. One of the Ralph Waldo Emerson or Frank Outlaw, whoever you want to pick. You can pick another name, just say they did it too. It's probably Abraham Lincoln because it was on the internet. But here's the quote, right? You've probably heard this before. It says, watch your thoughts, they become your words. Watch your words, they become your deeds. Watch your deeds, they become your habits. And watch your habits, they become your character. 
We've probably heard this before, but if you look at it, what does everything go back to? It goes back to our thoughts, right? Our words are really a reaction of our thoughts. Our deeds, what we do, our habits, who we are, our character, who people we even look at us and what we are, it all goes back to our thoughts. Our thoughts have an incredible influence on our life. Our thoughts have incredible power over every single part of our life. Our thoughts make the difference. And because of that, this is what I want us to understand. This is what I want us to walk away with today. It's the thought that counts. In our lives, each and every day, it's the thought that counts. Now, again, this is a phrase that we've probably all heard before. We've probably said this before. But you've said this regarding giving gifts or, or you said this about making a, a kind gesture of some sort. But I think we really need to unpack this and dig into it, right? It's the thought that counts. I want us to understand the power of our thoughts. I want us to understand the, the power of what we reflect on, of what we pay attention to. Because what we think about counts, right? It matters. It makes a difference of whether or not in our lives we're experiencing toxic things. In fact, it makes a difference or not whether in our lives it's toxic itself. It impacts whether or not we're poisoned. It impacts really how much danger we're experiencing, how much harm we're leaving ourselves to, right? How much sickness or even death we encounter. It's the thought that counts. So understand this. What we have to do is we have to line up our thoughts with Christ. Today, I want to talk about how we need to line up our thoughts with who Jesus is and what Jesus says about us. In fact, Paul says it this way in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. So if you have your Bibles, go there with me. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. And again, we always challenge you to, to download the YouVersion Bible app. Just an incredible resource to take with you wherever you go. You can put it on your phone. That way you're reading your Bible every single day. And today we're going to go over a bunch of scriptures. In fact, I'm going to give you some, some tools to even overcome some things. So I challenge you to, to make sure you have your Bible. That way you can go back through it and read it each and every day this week to go back and, and really overcome some of these toxic thoughts. But in this passage of scripture, Paul is writing, and this is his second letter to the church in Corinth. So he actually had to write two letters to the church in Corinth because they were a little bit messed up. In fact, that a lot of the people within the church, they were a little bit toxic. They had some issues that they kept dealing with, and they actually kept going back to the same issue, so much so that they even began to, to even question Paul and to question Paul's message. So Paul is writing to them, and he's actually pretty harsh in this second letter. He's writing them, defending his ministry, but really what he's writing to them about is, is really he's trying to point them to the, the problem that's bigger, the problem of their minds, and the fact that the root of all their issues that they're going through is their thoughts. He's writing to them, telling them how to deal with this. And this is what he says here in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. It says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretense that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Understand this, if we call ourselves a Christian, and if we call ourselves a follower of Christ, the truth is life is going to be a little bit different for us, and not necessarily easier. In fact, it's probably going to be a little bit harder. It's going to be a little bit more of a struggle, but it's going to be harder in a different way, because there's things, there's things we struggle with, there's issues that we go through, there's things that we battle that aren't necessarily physical. Right? There's spiritual issues, there's emotional issues, there's, there's emotional, there's mental struggles that we deal with every single day. In this passage of Scripture, Paul is warning the church again to, about this, and he's warning us as well. And he's going back to the whole idea that it's the thought 
that counts. It's the thought that matters. And if we don't take these thoughts captive, if we don't make them obedient to Christ, then they'll become toxic. And they'll lead to other areas of our lives becoming toxic as well. Truth is, our mind, our mind is really a battlefield, right? And if we're honest with ourselves, I think we find ourselves on the losing end. I think if we're honest with ourselves, I think we've, many times we felt defeated within our mind. And because of that, what happens is there's strongholds that show up in our life. There's arguments against who Christ says we are that show up in our life. There's things that have taken us captive, all based on our thoughts. I think for some of us, we allowed our thought life to, to become toxic. And we've allowed toxic thoughts to, to creep up, and because of it, it's crippled us, right? It's led us away from what God wants us to really experience. It's led us away from, from experiencing all that God has for us, right? It's robbing us. It's robbing us from experiencing who God is and what he can do in our life. And the truth is, I want to go over these. I think a lot of us, we probably had some of these strongholds before. We've had these strongholds which have been led to by our own toxic thoughts. So let's go over these. I think for some of us, we've probably seen and we've probably experienced this stronghold of anger. If we're honest, I think we, we may have experienced this. But again, this comes back from our thoughts because we dwell on some hatred that we may have. All right, we dwell on, on some offense that we've never let go of, and we let that offense run wild in our mind. We let that offense run wild in our thought life. And really what it does is it leads us to the stronghold of anger, and we walk around angry and upset about everything because of it, right? I think many of us, we're plagued. We're plagued with this anger because of unforgiveness, because of bitterness that we're not willing to let go of. And it stems in our toxic life. We're irritable. We're abusive. We're judgmental because of this, and it starts in our thought life. We have this stronghold of anger. There's other us that we've probably experienced this stronghold of fear before, right? where we constantly, we live in this fear. We're constantly doubting ourselves, and we're constantly doubting everything around us. Right? We're filled with worry. We're filled with anxiety. And what it is, it's our thought life, right? Our thoughts have led to this. Our thoughts have led to this stronghold of fear. Another one's a stronghold of abandonment. Where, this think, where we have these thoughts that, that I'm all alone. Right? We're overwhelmed with this feeling of neglect. We have this feeling of, of being deserted. Right? Maybe because what we're doing is we're dwelling on a past mistake. Maybe a mistake we made or maybe a mistake somebody in our family made. And for many of us, I think we have this feeling, these thoughts, maybe because of, of a past divorce in our own lives or maybe in a relationship close to us, right? And we dwell on this and we dwell on this. And really what it's led to, it's led to feelings of isolation. It's led to feelings of loneliness. It's led to feeling of self-pity. It's a stronghold, and, it's, and it stems from our thoughts. Another one's a stronghold of shame. This is where we constantly contemplate on our mistakes. It's where we live in this condemnation, where we live in this, this embarrassment, this guilt, this self-hate. And this is what our thoughts do. It builds these strongholds. It can be a stronghold of, a, of even addiction. And again, this is anything. This is anything we turn to other than God. This is anything that we really can't do in moderation, right? It's anything we turn to to console ourselves. And this can be, this can be food, sugar, coffee, chocolate, sweets. Listen, it can, be, it can be any of these things. And listen, I'll be honest, when I'm going through this, I looked at this, in fact, just about three or four weeks ago, I kind of realized that I kind of have this in my life. I have this stronghold of addiction to food in my life. There's times where I'd be stressed out, and rather than turning to God, I would turn to food. 
Right? Rather than turning to, to God, rather than turning to Jesus, I would turn to that. And I look at it, I'm like, okay, this has to be broken, right? This, there's something wrong in my life. Like, I'm not turning to him. And I think many of us, we've experienced this before. We've experienced this addiction, and it starts with our thoughts. It starts with this feeling of, over, of being overwhelmed and stress that leads to it. And again, it can, be, it can be anything. It could be drugs. It could be alcohol. It could be pornography. It could be sex. It could be all of this. And it starts with the power of our thoughts. For many of us, we're caught in this stronghold of depression. This is where our thought life, this is where our toxic thoughts have led us. This feeling of rejection, this feeling of despair, this feeling of helplessness, which, which leads to this sadness, which leads to this depression, and we're taken captive by it, right? This is what our thoughts can do. They can trap us in this. And there's maybe, maybe for some of us, a stronghold of pride. Listen, arrogance stems from our thoughts. Selfishness begins in our mind. I think for some of us, we've allowed ourselves to be held captive by these strongholds because we haven't given our thought life to God. Right? We haven't taken it captive. We haven't made it obedient to Christ. Understand, it's the thought that counts. In our life, it's the thought that counts. So let me ask you, how are your thoughts? Right? Are your thoughts toxic? Right? Are they trapping you in some type of stronghold? Are your thoughts taking you away from, from who God is and what God wants you to become? Are your thoughts toxic? And if we take captive each of these thoughts and make them obedient to Christ, this is what Paul says. He says we can demolish the strongholds in our lives. We can demolish the strongholds in our lives. I don't know about you, but when I hear the word demolish, like the inner little boy comes out of me where I just want to break stuff, crush it, flatten it out so it's completely gone so you can't even recognize what it was, Right? This is what Jesus does. This is what Jesus does with our thought lives. This is what Jesus does with the strongholds in our lives. He demolishes those things. Right? He makes them so that we can't even recognize them. He takes them and completely destroys them. Think about that. Imagine that in your life. Right? He could destroy everything that holds us captive. He could take care of every stronghold. He could bring to light every lie that Satan is telling you and feeding your thoughts, right? We could fully know God. This is what Jesus does. This is why God sent Jesus for us, right? To live a perfect life, die on a cross, be risen again so that we can know who we truly are. We can know that we are a child of God. Understand that Satan wants nothing more for you to be, to be distracted and forget the fact that you're a child of God, right? He wants to control your thought life, but God can destroy those toxic thoughts, right? Think about it. Imagine your anger, that stronghold of anger, imagine it being a part, imagine it being a thing of the past. Because the truth is, that's not who you are. You are a child of God. You have the peace that surpasses all understanding. Imagine your fear, your anxiety, your worry being completely gone. I love the words of the song, and it's true. Your fear doesn't stand a chance when you stand in his love. Christ has overcome that already once and for all. That's what can happen when we, when we, when we submit our thoughts to him and, let, and take captive and make them obedient to Christ. Your feelings of abandonment and shame, they're just lies from the devil. They're a pretense. They're a false claim. Right, think about that, right? Your addiction, your addiction's already been overcome. I think for some of us, we battle with this and think that we're on our own, but guess what? Your addiction has already been overcome. The battle's been won by the power of Jesus. Your depression is a lie from the devil, and he's just trying to disguise who you really are. But understand this. You're an heir to the throne. You are a child of God. Your pride has already been defeated through Jesus. 
But we have to have our thoughts. And we have to make them obedient to Christ. We do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. And we can be thankful for that, right? We could fight against toxic thoughts with the power of Jesus. And he has the divine power to demolish the strongholds in our life. Because he understood this too. He knows that it's the thought that counts. So we need to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. And here's how we do that. Number one, what we have to do is we have to identify. We have to identify the toxic thoughts in our life. Identify the toxic thoughts in our life. We have to recognize what's behind our anger. We have to recognize what's behind the addiction. Recognize what's behind our fear. Recognize it and understand what's behind that feeling of abandonment. Right behind that feeling of shame that you may feel. And then we need to identify it, right? Point it out. Point out what's behind that pride. Point out what's behind that depression. Don't just ignore it, but identify it. Dig a little deeper. Don't just deal with the symptom. Don't just deal with what's on the outside, but dig a little deeper and identify the lie that's leading to that thing, right? Identify that thought. Identify that thought. And then we make it obedient to Christ. This is what I want you to do this week. I want you to identify those toxic thoughts in your life. Those toxic thoughts that, that lead to anger, addiction, pride, whatever you're dealing with this week, identify those, right? Ask yourself, ask yourself, what are the thoughts that, allow, that I'm allowing in my life that are leading to some of my struggles, right? Listen, if you're struggling with anger this week, I want you to think through, is there some unforgiveness in your life? Is there, is there an offense that you're holding on to, right? Is there something that you're letting bother you that, that God has already taken care of, right? Identify it. If there's a fear in your life, ask where that fear is coming from. Is there an unbelief? Is there a doubt? Is there, is there something that you're allowing to run rampant in your life? Right? Point those out. Point those out and identify them. If there's a feeling of abandonment in your life, ask, man, is there something somebody else did that I'm taking the blame for? Right? Am I dwelling on those thoughts? Bring those thoughts to light. If there's shame in your life, ask yourself, is there something that you haven't accepted forgiveness for? Bring it to light. Identify it. Is there something that you haven't accepted forgiveness for? So I want to say this. When we don't accept forgiveness, I think we cheapen what Christ did for us. For some of us, I think we're walking in shame, we're walking in a lie, and we're cheapening what Christ did for us, dying on a cross for each and every one of us. For some of us, we just need to accept that forgiveness. And hear this. You are forgiven. Don't allow that shame to be a part of your life. Identify those thoughts that are leading to that. There's an addiction in your life, ask yourself, is there, is there something that I'm trusting more than Jesus? Is there something that I'm looking to instead of him? Is there something that's, that's building up that I can't deal with that I'm pointing and I'm going somewhere else besides Jesus? Identify those things. Is there depression in your life? Ask if there's some type of rejection in your life that you're dwelling on, right? If there's pride in your life. Is there, ask yourself, is there an area where I'm not giving credit where credit is due? We need to identify our toxic thoughts. We need to identify the things behind our struggles. And then number two is we have to reject them. Reject the toxic thoughts. Don't accept them. Don't allow them to become the norm. Don't dwell on them, but dismiss them. Get rid of the negative thoughts. Get rid of the toxic thoughts. Refuse to allow them to define you. Refuse to allow them to take you captive and lead you into stronghold. But reject them. Think about it. Is there, is there a toxic thought that you need to reject? Is there some hatred that you need to get rid of? Right? Is there some, some worry or anxiety that you need to dismiss? Right? Is there some loneliness that you need to discard? Is there some embarrassment that you need to get over? Right? Is there a temptation that you need to overcome and reject? 
Identify your toxic thoughts and then reject them. And then number three, and this is huge, replace them. Replace your toxic thoughts with pure thoughts. Replace the lies of Satan with the truth of God. Paul says this in Philippians 4.8. He says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Replace your negative thoughts with what's ever noble, with what's ever right, what's ever pure, what's ever lovely, what's, whatever is admirable, right? Replace those negative thoughts. Replace those toxic thoughts with things that are excellent and praiseworthy. Listen, I want to challenge you. Make your thought life, make it worthwhile. What you dwell on, what you think about, make it worthwhile and replace your toxic thoughts. I'm going to just give you some thoughts to, re- to replace your negative thoughts with as well. So if you take notes, you can write these down. In fact, again, Go back and read through these this week. Chances are, maybe there's something that you're struggling with, but guess what? You've been listening to a lie, and I can, you can overcome that lie with the truth of God. So if you're here today, maybe you're struggling with anger. Maybe it's a stronghold that you're, that you're in. Maybe you have thoughts of unforgiveness. I want to challenge you. Replace that thought of unforgiveness. Replace it with patience. Right? Re- replace that thought of, of whatever's annoying you and replace it with patience. I will warn you, this is like the most dangerous prayer you will ever pray, right? But I challenge you. I challenge you to replace it with patience. Proverbs 19.11 says, a person's wisdom yields patience. It's to one's glory to overlook an offense. Instead of dwelling on that offense, overlook it. Become wise and give patience. If you're here today and maybe you, you have a, a stronghold of fear, maybe you wrestle with anxiety, I want you to replace that toxic thought that I can't do this anymore. I want you to replace that toxic thought that, that I will fail, that this is too much for me. I want you to replace it with rest. I don't replace it with the, with the words of Jesus in Matthew eleven twenty eight, where he says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Right? Replace those toxic thoughts. Replace the, that stronghold of abandonment Replace that stronghold of, a, that, of feeling and those thoughts of, of I'm not worthy, that I feel alone, that, that I'm all by myself. Replace it with acceptance. Hebrews 13.5, God said, I will never, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Those are the thoughts that we need in our life. Those are the thoughts that we need to use to replace those toxic thoughts in our life. Right? As that stronghold of shame, it's been replaced with redemption. So my challenge for you is to reject that toxic thought that I've messed up too much, right? that I've gone too far, uh, that God, that nobody would ever love me because I've messed up so, so much. Replace that toxic thought with Paul's words in 1 Corinthians 1.30, where he said, it is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Understand, because of Jesus you are made right. Because of Jesus, you are righteous. Because of Jesus, you are made holy. Because of Jesus, you are redeemed. That's the truth. Anything else is a lie. Think about the good thoughts, right? Think about what's pure. Think about what's holy. Replace an addiction with the fact that you have strength and the fact that you have grace. Right? Replace that toxic thought that I can't do this anymore with the truth from 2 Corinthians 12, 9, where it says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. 
Therefore, I will boast all the more about the, my weakness so that Christ's power may rest in me. I replace depression with love. Identify that toxic thought that maybe you tell yourself that nobody loves me. Reject it and reject it and then replace it with the declaration of God in Jeremiah 31.3 where he says, the Lord appeared to, me, to us in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I've drawn you with an unfailing kindness. Understand that you are loved. That's the thought. That's what God wants you to know. You are loved. Replace pride with humility. Reject the toxic thought that you have to lift yourself up and replace it with, with the truth of God. And the fact that James 4.10 says this, it says, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. So I want you to replace your toxic thoughts. Think about what's noble. Think about what's right. Think about what's pure. Think on what's true. Don't listen to the lies of the devil. I don't listen to the lies of Satan, but instead think on the thoughts and think on the truth that God has spoken to each and every one of you. Replace your negative thoughts with what God is saying because it's the thought that counts. So my challenge for you today is to take captive your thoughts and make them obedient to Christ by, by identifying your negative thoughts, rejecting your negative thoughts, and replacing them with what Christ says about you. Replacing them with what's pure, with what's right, and what's what's noble. If you would, take out your connection, your connection card and the seat back in front of you. Maybe here today, and maybe as I'm, I'm talking through this, maybe, maybe you never realized what God has said about you. Right? Maybe you never realized all the thoughts that, that, he, that you've had and that you're taking. Maybe you never realized how poisonous those were and they were lies from the devil. Listen, understand the truth is that, that God sent his son to die on a cross for you. And all we have to do is accept it. All we have to do is accept him as our Lord and Savior. If you're here today and maybe you've, maybe you've never done that, maybe you've never made a commitment to follow Christ, I want to give you the opportunity. What you can do on the back of this Connect card, you can simply check mark the box that says, I want to make a commitment to follow Jesus. And that's you check mark that box and then believe that God loves you so much that he gave his son for you. Then receive him as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you're here today and maybe... Maybe God's asking you to do something. Maybe you follow Jesus, but maybe for you, maybe you've allowed your thought life to become toxic. And maybe it's time to identify some of those negative thoughts behind those strongholds that are in your life. Maybe for you, it's, maybe it's time to, to reject some of those things and replace them with what God says about you. Whatever that is, write that down and then begin living that out. There's also a place for prayer requests as well where we would love to partner with you in prayer. If you would at this moment, Take this time to get any ties or offerings ready and also take this time to fill this card out. Again, if you're a first-time guest, we ask that you fill this out completely and you take it back to the Connect Center and we have a gift for you. We actually have a gift for somebody who brought you as well. So if you brought a guest, make sure you take them back to the Connect Center and uh, have them get their gift and you get your gift as well. And again, this is our way to connect with you. So if you've been here multiple times, we just ask that you fill your name in there. That way we can be praying with you through this week and that we actually know that you're here. If you would take this moment to fill us out and then Daryl will be up in just a moment to explain the next steps. Thank you for listening to the Life Change Church podcast. If you were here today and you were listening and you made a decision to follow Christ, we would love to hear about it. Or maybe you're here and you're listening and that God is asking you 
to make the next step with whatever that it is in your life. We would love to hear about it and partner up with you. If you would, go to www.mylifechangechurch.com and under the media section, please fill out the contact us information and let us know if you made a decision to follow Christ. Let us know what God is asking of you. And if you need prayer, we would love to partner up with you in prayer as well. We hope that you enjoyed the podcast and that it both encouraged and challenged you. Have a great week. Thank you.